What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And parents will say, well, I'm looking for an alternative to cow's milk. And they'll think about like almond milk, which in theory sounds great. Except if you look at the protein content of almond milk, there's almost nothing in there. It's not the same as feeding your baby cow's milk. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Talking today about milk and exactly how do you pick a milk when your baby turns one? Because you might have heard that things change a little bit at around the first year mark in that babies no longer need to be drinking formula And if you're breastfeeding, which is great, you do that as long as you and baby are comfortable, but it's definitely time to transition to cow's milk in addition to that. So how do you make that change? That's what we're talking about in today's episode. Now, before we get started, I always like to begin the episodes with a baby led weaning tip of the day. And this tip today is do not replace formula or breast milk with fluid cow's milk until the baby turns one, but it is totally fine to include cow's milk protein foods like yogurt and cheese and even milk uses an ingredient and different recipes that you might be making prior to that. And I have to say, I was like really confused by that as a new mom. I was like, wait a minute. I know you don't give cow's milk to babies till they're one, but you need to introduce cow's milk as a protein. How do you feed cow's milk if you're not supposed to be feeding cow's milk? So if you're confused about any of the cow's milk stuff, I want you to go back and listen to a really early episode in the podcast. It was episode 13. It's called Milk Protein, How to Introduce Your Baby to This Potentially Allergenic Food. It will talk you through how you can do the cow's milk protein before your baby should be drinking fluid cow's milk. But what we're talking about today is something I don't normally talk about. I generally stop talking about infant nutrition when your baby turns 12 months. But I work with a lot of families who are like, hey, I did your 100 first foods program. My baby's tried all the allergenic foods. We're like jamming on baby led weaning. I just want to know what to look out for when baby turns one. So we're going to be focusing on that today. If you guys are interested in learning more about that 100 first foods approach to starting solids with baby led weaning, I've got a free workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. It's all about how to get your baby to eat 100 different foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. You can sign up for this week's workshop times by going to the show notes for this episode, blwpodcast.com forward slash 79. Everyone on that free workshop gets a copy of my 100 first foods list and you can get your baby well on his or her way to trying 100 different foods before turning one with the info you learn on that workshop. But what about what your baby drinks? That's what we're focusing on today. Now, a couple of quick tips about milk. When it comes to transitioning to cow's milk, 
I recommend making the change at around the 12-month mark. All of the major health bodies say it's totally fine to move to cow's milk at around one year of age. I tend not to do it like right on the first birthday. There's a lot of stuff going on. But in the week or so following the first birthday, I will make that transition to cow's milk. And what we look to feed is whole milk or full fat. Sometimes you hear it called vitamin D cow's milk. And vitamin D milk, it's a little bit of a misnomer because in the United States, at least, by law, all fluid cow's milk has to be fortified with the same amount of vitamin D. So there's no more vitamin D in whole milk than you would find in reduced fat or low fat milk. But the key with the different fat contents is we don't serve reduced or low fat or non-fat milk products till babies until they're at least two. They need the fat for their still developing brains. So you look for whole milk. So not reduced fat, not low fat, not non-fat. We make that switch to cow's milk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So if your baby is allergic to cow's milk protein and you have a diagnosed cow's milk protein allergy, you of course would need to avoid that. But as long as your baby is not allergic to cow's milk, there's no reason why you can't feed it. Sometimes parents start asking lots of questions about different cow's milk alternatives. Again, if there's not allergy, there's no reason to avoid cow's milk. When you do feed cow's milk, you want to do whole milk cow's milk. Now, one area where I see a lot of parents making mistakes is that they tend to overfeed milk. And I know this happened in my own family. I have a sister-in-law who said, you know, I went in for the, the checkup at 15 months. My daughter had really gained a lot of weight inadvertently. I thought she was a good eater. But turns out when we did a little bit more of a deep dive, she was drinking like between 36 and 48 ounces of milk a day. They had a 12 ounce Nalgene sippy cup that they were filling up three and four times a day. And when we realized it, I said to my sister-in-law, oh my gosh, that's like literally twice as much as she should be drinking. And my sister-in-law said, but you know, I thought milk was a healthy food. and It was fine for kids to have as much as they want. And it's just a reminder that too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Milk, while it is a nutrient-dense source of calories and protein, vitamin A, vitamin D, calcium, et cetera, it's not the perfect food and we cannot feed it freely in the sense that babies or toddlers drink too much of it. And when I see families struggling with feeding in toddlerhood, you know, there's some degree of picky eating that sets in in the first year of life, but but I'll see declines in intake and parents are like, whoa, I really feel like my toddler should be eating more than this. It tends to be from two things. Either the baby is drinking too much milk or the milk is too close to the meal or the baby's being pumped full of snacks. We've talked a lot about snacks on the podcast, but I really don't advocate for snacks prior to one. And even after that, I say, use snacks judiciously and be empowered to say no to snacks as a way to help your child feel some hunger and be hungry at mealtime. But don't let them fill up on milk either. There's plenty of children who are perfectly healthy who drink very little amounts of milk. They get their calcium from other places. They're getting their fluids from water and other high water content foods. But just be aware of the number of ounces that your child drinks with regard to milk. And I normally don't encourage parents to get really nitty gritty and nitpicky about the numbers, but just eyeball how many ounces of milk a day your child is drinking. And in the second year of life, the AAP, American Academy of Pediatrics, recommends feeding somewhere between 16 to 24 ounces. I will routinely work with families whose babies and toddlers are drinking way more than 24 ounces. So I personally like to keep in my own experience, my own seven children, between somewhere between 16 to 20 ounces of cow's milk in the second year of life. 
It's perfectly fine for babies to drink less, but anytime they're drinking more, you're running the risk of that child drinking too much milk, at which point they would be overfull from milk and then not as inclined to eat at mealtime. We also know when the research shows us that intakes of cow's milk above 32 ounces per day predisposes a child to iron deficiency. And as wonderful as milk is, it doesn't contain iron and we don't want it to displace or cause the child to be full and then not eat other iron containing foods. Now let's talk a little bit about what not to feed when it comes to milk. For families that are looking sometimes for milk alternatives, let's say the baby does have a cow's milk protein allergy, they'll sometimes say, okay, well, I'm gonna look to almond milk or soy milk. When it comes to milk alternatives, you need to be cognizant of the fact that many of them contain added sugars. So it is important to read labels. Parents will say, oh, my child loves vanilla soy milk. Of course they love vanilla soy milk because it's basically like white chocolate milk because it's got a ton of added sugar in it. The vanilla flavoring is sugary. So we don't want any added sugars for babies until after age two. And even then we need to keep it to a very minimum. And most children eat significantly more added sugar than they should. And it sneaks into the diet in places like soy milk or almond milk or pea milk or whatever it is if it has added sugar. So do read your labels, look for zero grams of added sugar. Also take into consideration that foods like, for example, almond milk, they are not nutritionally equivalent to cow's milk. One of the reasons why we feed our toddlers cow's milk at starting around age one is because it is a good source of protein. There's certainly other sources of protein that the baby is eating. But if you look at almond milk, in a cup of cow's milk, there's eight grams of protein, but in a cup of almond milk, there's one or two grams of protein. And people think, well, almonds are a high protein food, so almond milk would be, but no, through the processing of almonds into almond milk, much of the protein is removed and what's left doesn't have very much protein in it. So again, unless the child has a diagnosed cow's milk protein allergy, there's really no reason to start down the road of looking for a cow's milk alternative. If you do need to do that, you want to make sure that it does not have added sugar and look for something that's equivalent as far as protein goes to cow's milk. And I think plain soy milk, as long as it's calcium and vitamin D fortified, is the best alternative. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, a couple of other things that change around the one-year mark is we want to think about transitioning the baby off of the bottle. And this is news to a lot of parents. They'll be walking around with a two-year-old drinking out of a bottle. We definitely don't want that, okay? The general rule of thumb is somewhere between 12 and 15 months of age to try to wean your baby off the bottle. We know that delayed bottle use is associated with delayed speech development, all right? Because you're working on all these feeding milestones, but the speech milestones are coming next as well. So I've always just given myself a little bit of a grace period. Again, there's a lot going on at the 12-month mark. You got to have that birthday party. We're working on some other things, but by 15 months of age, I definitely do try to have baby off the bottle. So it's just something to be thinking about. And if you're like, okay, well, they go off of the bottle, then what do they drink out of? We really recommend that you go directly from the breast or bottle to an open cup. And if this is all news to you, I want you to know you certainly can skip the sippy cup. One of the most downloaded episodes of this podcast is an interview I did with my good friend and colleague, Dawn Winkleman. She's a pediatric swallowing expert. This episode is called Six Reasons to Skip the Sippy Cup with Dawn Winkleman. You can find that at blwpodcast.com 
forward slash 40. Check that out for some more advice on how you can get your baby off of the bottle. Again, something to be thinking about in the 12 to 15 month mark, but remembering that babies don't just magically wake up on their 12 month birthday and know how to drink 16 to 20 ounces of cow's milk out of an open cup. We need to use the weaning period as the opportunity to practice drinking out of the open cup. And our goal is that baby can drink out of an open cup by his self or herself, albeit with minimal spillage, by about the time the baby turns one. Okay, so start that open cup training early and often. Get your baby transitioned to cow's milk, do whole milk, cow's milk. If you have to do a cow's milk alternative because of cow's milk protein allergy, look for no sugar options. Look for whole milk option equivalents. Those would be those alternatives that are fortified with calcium and vitamin D. So I know you guys get worried when your baby turns one that there's all these things that you need to do differently. And the reality is there's really not. But one of the major changes is that we do take baby from breast milk and or formula and move them to cow's milk. Of course, if you're breastfeeding, continue to do so for as long as you and baby are comfortable or enjoy the experience. But for the formula feeders, I know you guys want to be done. At the one-year mark, you can definitely make that transition to cow's milk. And I wanted to include that one of the ways I recommend making the transition is you can definitely go cold turkey, like right from the formula or breast milk to cow's milk if you want. But what I'll do on my baby's first birthday is I'll start doing half cow's milk and half formula or breast milk or a combination thereof. So I'll do half-half basically until I run out of breast milk or I run out of formula, at which point if I'm done pumping, no more pumping of the breast milk. If I'm done buying formula, no more buying of the formula. It usually takes a few days to run out and then I'll move the baby directly to cow's milk, whole milk, cow's milk, trying to keep it somewhere between 16 to 24 ounces a day. But also knowing that some babies do very well with less than that amount, you really do just want to avoid going over that amount because babies who drink too much milk, we know it then negatively impacts the amount and their ability to eat food at mealtime because they're just not feeling hungry. But also keep in mind, it could be displacing other important foods that contain nutrients that as much as we love milk, milk just doesn't provide. So I hope you guys have found this episode helpful on how to pick a milk when your baby turns one. For all of the links related to this episode, check out the show notes for this particular episode number 79 at blwpodcast.com forward slash 79. Bye now. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.